0: The following is a presentation of WYM, Westminster Youth Ministry. In this study, we are learning from the book of Ephesians, where we are looking at who we are in God and how that in turn helps us to live out our identity in Jesus with and for other people. We hope you enjoy. Let's do 1 to 21 tonight. I'm going to pray for us and then we'll jump in here. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this evening. We thank you for this time that we can come together and learn how we are to walk in your love, to walk in, in the steps of Jesus and trust in him in all things. And Lord, we need each other to do that. We ask that you help us to better understand what that looks like. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Would anybody like to volunteer to read that for me? My voice is struggling, so I'm trying to say it. Would anybody like to read that? Verses 1 to 21. How about verses 1 to 10? Who would like to read that? Ace, 1 to 10. John Mark, will you read the rest? 11 to 21 for me? Thank you. Chapter 5. Yes, chapter 5 be Imitators of God as one of children and walk in love with Christ, with us, and gave himself up for us a private offering of sacrifice. God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or submittedness must not even be named among you as is proper. Let there be no filthiness, or one of which problems and which are out of place, but instead of everything to me. For you may be sure of this that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous has no inheritance in Christ. Enough. Let no one you in verse for you to say The wrath of God the Lord, the Lord, the Son, the Therefore, you. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were dark, you were darkness, but now you are light, light. All these children of light, for the truth of light is found in all that is good and bright. in the field. Yes. And, and open they not. They mm-hmm. right, do anything a Anything so that is therefore the political social are doing has a not a more That's just a time well, to It's always not the world are not time for to do the phone that you want to know you're the you make all right, thanks, guys. I want you to think about a time when someone came alongside you and helped you with something, and that could be as small as somebody helping you with your algebra, or as big as somebody helping you with a major life decision. Okay? Why do we appreciate people helping us? Okay. It shows that they're taking yeah. time and yeah, it shows them. that they care. They're, they're willing to step out of their time and their their energy and space and to invest in you think about. That time, when somebody helps you, it feels good, okay? The people are showing that they care, that they have probably been there before. They ne- they've needed help, and they've invested in others, and now they're investing in you. It's good for people to help one another. It's good for us to invest in one another, especially as believers, especially as the church. Okay, we are to help one another walk in Christ together. That's what this passage is about, walking in Christ. So tonight we're going to talk about how Christ distinctly makes us new and different when he calls us to walk in him. So how are we to walk is the question for tonight. Uh, so let's do this. One, two, three, one. Two, three, one, two, three, one, two. All right, take a few minutes. Go through those questions. Okay, well, why don't we spend a few minutes talking about this passage here. So we're, we're called to walk as Jesus walked, and uh, Paul gives us a few ways that we're to do that in this passage here. So let's start with group one. But what is the first issue that Paul addresses here? See in verses three to five. Um like, do you want me to name out everything or, like, kind of sum it up? Sum it up for me. Um. Well, I guess the first, like, thing it says is sexual immorality, okay. impurity. But then the, the impurity also goes with, like, filthiness, like, true mm-hmm. joking. Um. So, like, sexual immorality is basically the first thing. They yeah, so he gets he gets straight to the point here, okay? He's he's going after something big, okay? Sexual immorality. This is the Greek word pornea, which is where we get the word pornography from. So this is a, a deep-seated... Word that, that has a whole slew of issues that go along with it. Not only just sexual thoughts, sexual actions, crude joking, as Paul addresses here as well. Human sexuality is, is debased in our culture and at the culture of, of the Ephesian church. Okay, Sexuality was rampant at the time. Uh, greed makes an idol of things. Sex and money become perverted. And when good things become perverted, that's when sin uh, t- tends to take over. Okay, God created sex to be a good thing for married people. But people have taken that. And they have installed, you know, a, a selfish desire in those things instead of honoring God, the original purpose of sex. And I'm going to talk about sex tonight, okay? And it's going to be okay. It's an awkward thing, but we're going to talk about it, okay? The original purpose of sex was to becoming one in the context of a marriage, and that's what it was designed for. But in today's society, what is sex about? It's about yourself. It's about, you know, pleasing yourself. It's about getting what you want, okay? Uh, to the point where we, as a culture, use people for sex. Okay? And it's it's rampant and it's not good and God calls us to walk in a different way. He calls us to walk in a way that honors him. Culture has reduced sex to a means of receiving pleasure and if this is true then the practice is only about ourselves. And Paul has already spent a lot of time saying that we're not to think about our own interests but the interests of others. So that's one thing that he addresses here. What's the second issue that Paul addresses? You see it in verse 4. I kind of just touched on it earlier but. Um, I mean, it basically, Uh, the fact that whoever is impure, covenant, they won't have a place in the Yeah, so it's a pretty, it's a pretty harsh like, challenge that he's given here. Okay? This, this idea of foolish talk and crude joking is perverse talk that specifically comes about sexual immorality. So, who here likes to joke? Who here loves a good joke? I love the joke. I love telling so why jokes. Why is a chicken cross the road? It's a great... Wh- why? Because you want like To get to the other side. Boom. All right. We all love jokes. But oftentimes, just as you know, in anything in our lives, we tend to take things a bit too far, right? And sometimes our jokes can be inappropriate. Sometimes our jokes can be demeaning towards people. Sometimes our jokes can really hurt other people. And specifically here, he's talking about crude jokes. Crude, uh, foolish things that we say about people that could be sexual, that could be uh, inappropriate. And he wants us to weed out these things, because our mouths tend to get us into trouble, right? Who here has ever gotten into trouble because of something they've said? We're all yes. raising our hands, except for John Mark. He's never said anything. Okay? Our mouths tend to get us into trouble. Uh, James, James tells us in, in his book that the mouth is such a small instrument, but it causes a lot of problems in our life. It's like a rudder steering a ship. It's such a small piece, but it gets us into so much trouble. Okay? He addresses our mouths. Okay? He says, these things, these foolish jokes, these crude and foolish things that we say, they're out of place because we're supposed to be walking in Jesus. And they should be replaced by good things. What are the good things he talks about? Things that are of thanksgiving. Things that are good. Uh, and why does he want these types of things exposed? We see this in verse 8 and 9. Why does he want these things exposed? Brought to light. Somebody from group 1. Anybody? Well, he says, like, you're once in darkness, but now you're in the light in the Lord. So I guess he wants it exposed so that we can all get back to God. Yeah. Okay, so he wants things brought to light because even though it hurts when our, our sins are exposed... It's good for us, right? Okay. We, who here loves to have their sins exposed? <laughs> Nobody's raised except for John Mark. Okay. Uh, nobody likes to have their sins exposed because it, it shines the spotlight on all the stuff that we don't want people to know about, about us. Okay? But it's always good for us. It's always good. Even though it hurts or it, it may seem awful at the time, it's always for our good. Okay? Uh, God prunes us. He works in us. He grows us and teaches us during those times. So it's good for us to look at our lives and say, yeah, I tell crude jokes. Okay? I, I have a bad mouth. Okay, uh, I, I have impure thoughts all the time. And call those things what they are. Because the more we do that, the more we're trusting in what Jesus does for us, and the less uh, in, in trying to either fight those things on our own or not fighting them at all. Okay, He wants us to lean into Christ and really trust Him with those things. Uh, if we're doing those things, then we're not walking in the way that God intended for us to walk. And again, exposing this, them brings them to light so that they can be dealt with. Okay, A lot of times... We want those things exposed, but we're too afraid of, of the uh, the outcome of what might happen. We might, get, we might get punished. We might get grounded. We might, you know, I don't know, whatever, suspended, ex- expelled, okay, whatever it might be. But because we trust in Jesus, we need to trust that he has the best for us in mind when he's putting us through that that discipline, when he's working in us, when he's, he's really working in our hearts. When dealt with, encouragement and growth happens, okay, so... Really lean into that. Think about the things that you really struggle with and bring them to Jesus. Instead of either just trying to hide them or like trying to deal with them on your own, really lean into him and trust in him. So we are to walk in obedience. That's the first section. But we're also to walk in wisdom. So somebody from group 2, they looked at verses 1 to 2 and 15 to 18. What are we to do with our time? This says in verse 16. Yeah, okay, so we're to make the best of it because the days are... The days are evil, okay? The time that we live in, this time of in-between Christ dying for us and the time when he comes again, even, even before Christ came. We live in a, in a world that is full of evil, full of sin, okay? And what do you think he means by making the best of our time? Does that mean we just, like, have fun all the time? No, oh, yes. John, John Mark. Okay, so, like, I like, like, my yeah. i right? <laughs> and uh, okay. I can just say, yeah, I want your drugs get hooked on it for the rest of my life. Why uh-huh. is <laughs> it a choice? Or you can say, like, no. And then, like, you know, because of the fight, and the curse of God, the child. Okay, I'm tracking with you. So, let, let me let me see if I'm tracking with you. So, making the best of our time means understanding the impact of our choices. Well, and doing yeah. a little things, like, you know, I'm just about the F-bomb. Right. Instead of dropping the F-bomb, I can say, you know, oh, shoot. Okay, so yeah, so making small changes to the way that we act and practice could have long lasting implications. A lot of times our sins start with something very small and they kind of snowball a little bit. Mm-hmm. So making the best of our time, I mean we're proactive in really trying to figure out ways that we can better honor Jesus. Okay? If you put an alcoholic in a bar, okay, what's the risk? They don't drink. They're gonna relapse and they're they're gonna they're gonna drink. Okay? Um if uh, if you put somebody that, that really struggles with, I don't know, Marijuana. body image, and you put them at like a fashion show, huh. they're, they're really going to struggle because they're going to be looking at people and comparing themselves with others. Okay? <laughs> Making the best of our time, guys, is recognizing those situations that we're really weak in and really trying not only to avoid those things, but also to put ourselves in positions where we can really... Honor Jesus and trust in him in all things. That doesn't mean that an alcoholic can never go to a bar or somebody that struggles with body image can never go to a fashion show. Or look in a mirror. Or look in a mirror. But what it does mean is we recognize that those are areas that we can really struggle and sin in and we can take those and we can say, Lord, I really struggle with this. This is a huge problem for me. Will you please help me with this? And we take it to him. Okay. That's making the best of our time. Who here has one of these? Your phones. What's okay? There are, there are lots of good things that we can do with our phones, but there's also a lot of bad things that we can do with our phones, right? You can read the Bible, but you, can also, but you can also do lots of other things, okay? Did y'all know, and again, we're going to talk about uncomfortable things tonight, but you're going to be okay, okay? Did y'all know that you used to have to really fight to find pornography? Like, it, it used to be a struggle, because you used to either have to, like, go over to a friend's house, find some magazines, steal one from a convenience store. Now, y'all have access to it. Anytime, 24/7. You have instant access to it on your phones, and we really have to recognize if that's a struggle, and it may not be a struggle for you. And if it's not, then great. Okay, continue to not make it a struggle. Uh, but if it is, we really have to like think about that. What are ways that we can put ourselves in the best situations to flee from those things? Are you gonna say something? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if your hands up or not. So. Oh, yeah. Give me an example. What, I will say like, you know, say you struggle with something like, or something on the internet or something have your parents like that or mm-hmm. said, well, they Yeah. They know the password. So that way you know. So. Yeah, there are lots of ways that we can really protect ourselves. That's one way. If you and this goes for for male or female because pornography is not just a, a dude sin anymore. It really affects everybody, okay? If you don't have some sort of protection or, or there's something called Covenant Eyes, which is a really awesome app that protects you from accessing certain information, because it sends everything that you do on your phone to an accountability partner, and you have to answer to them. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> They'll see a list of websites you've gone to, and they can they can say, hey, what's going on? Talk to me. Okay. Uh, there's other programs. There's filters. There's parent controls that may seem restrictive, and you may not like them, but they're for your protection and for your good, because pornography is one of those sins that once it starts, it is incredibly difficult to stop. It just gets worse and worse and worse, and I'm going to get real, real, real with okay? you. I brought looking at pornography into my marriage, and it almost destroyed me, and it got really hard for a while, it broke a lot of trust, it caused a lot of relational damage, and I don't want that for y'all. In fact, I I pray for y'all quite often that that you don't ever have to experience the the pains of of hurting someone so badly like that. So if this is a struggle for you, please let me know, and I I would love to, to be able to walk alongside you and help you with that. But I really want you to see that our sins have great effects. And when Jesus calls us to walk in the light, he really wants us to expose the things in our lives, okay? When I got caught looking at pornography in my marriage, it was the hardest thing I've ever been through. But the Lord really worked through it. And the Lord has been really gracious to me and really worked through my marriage, okay? All right, so my last question for this section. All right. Let's, let's jump back My last question for this section is, what are, what are ways that we can live in wisdom? Somebody from group two, because we got away from group two for a little bit. What are ways that we can live in wisdom? I got this Yes, you do. I, I, we'll, we'll get both of you. We'll start getting and work our way. Over. Verses 8, through fourteen. darkness, but now you... Why don't you right just sum it up for me, Gideon? Sum it up for me. You
1: have
0: to sum up the Bible. Yes, you can. can. You can give, me, right. give me the overall picture go. of what you want to answer. Okay? What, what is the way that you can walk in wisdom? <laughs> what are ways that we can walk in wisdom? While you're looking that up, Ethan, you had, a, had something you are going to say? You had your hand up. What are ways that we can walk in wisdom? Okay, that... That is a, a great answer. Okay? <laughs> Do what the Bible says. Okay? Uh, we start there. Okay? Gideon. To take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, okay. uh, but instead expose them. Okay, so what does that mean, Gideon? <laughs> 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 I know it's pretty straightforward, but I don't want you to just read it back to me. I want you, I want you to think about it and tell me what it means in your own words. Okay, let, let me see if I can sum it up for you. We look at the situations that we know we can make foolish decisions and we seek to honor God through them. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. That's exactly what Gideon was trying to say. Okay, so it, it, it's clear. We seek the things of the Lord and not the things of, of the world, the lust, the desires, the sins that we really struggle with. So lastly, so we walk in obedience, we walk in wisdom, but we also walk in community. And this is the, the beautiful picture of the church here. Okay, so group three. We are called to flee from sinful foolishness, and we do this together. So how does Paul suggest we walk in community? Okay, and what are what are ways that we can do that together? There there are Sunday school answers to this. RYM. Go to church. Go to RYM. Okay, go on trips. Serve one another. Okay, pray for one another. Potluck. Go to potlucks together. Gideon. Verse nineteen, addressing one another songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies to the Lord with your heart. Worshiping together. Annie, you had your hand up. Huh? You go to church. Serving the church. Okay. <laughs> So there are lots of ways that we can live in community together. Again, I ask you that question to think about somebody who walked alongside you and helped you. Okay? That was somebody entering into community with you, helping you. We're to worship together. If anyone tells you that being in worship is optional or not important, then clearly this says otherwise. We have to do this together. We have to be together. This is kind of a weird question, but I want to ask the question, because it's what Paul says here. Do you make a melody to the Lord with your life and your heart? This is more of a rhetorical question. But do you make a melody to the Lord? Like, is, is it a joyful thing for God to look at your life and say, he's really trusting me and, and leaning into me or she's, she's really loving me and, and doing what my word says. Like, do we bring joy to God? God loves us no matter what. But we do grieve the Holy Spirit when we sin. When he looks at our lives, it's good for us to say, you know what? I'm a mess. I struggle in this area. Lord, help me grow out of this so that I can continue to bring you more glory by fleeing from my sins as opposed to just living in them all the time. Okay? So he calls us to make a melody to the Lord with our hearts. Okay, This means whatever we do, Whether we eat or drink, we do it all for the glory of God. Okay, so in all that we do, we we look to to bring God glory. In uh, verse 20, it says, Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he also calls us to submit to one another. What does that mean? Serve. Okay, serve. Um, When someone calls you out, okay, Yeah, when someone calls you out on something, don't ignore it. It means that we don't always get our way. And we have to be okay with that. Okay. Do we like not getting our way? No. Do we like not getting our way? No, we don't like not getting our way. We like getting our way. Okay? I think it's actually one of the healthiest things for us not to get our way all the time. Okay. Oh, absolutely. It's so healthy for us. It's a humble salad, though. It. Okay. Okay. It's, it's perfectly okay for us to not always get what we want. Because we're not the ones that the world is about, Jesus said. We aim to put others first, and I know that's hard, because we really like to put ourselves first. Don't mark something. Yes, don't mark. So, technically, <laughs> cause I thought about this a lot, if the, if the thing is to put each other first, what if everybody tries to put everybody first? It like, doesn't have a better. It's a good point. We need some <laughs> of these people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lie. So so it it's God's sake. God is. <laughs> well, let, let, me, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. If everybody is always thinking about the benefit of, of others and, and their best, then it's, someone's thinking about you, okay, and you're taken care of. Okay. Really? Now, in, a, in like a grocery line, if, if people keep like, no, you first, no, no, you first, it's that awkward moment in the door I'm where, where, where all you're all like, no, you go first, and then they're like, no, no, you're like at a stop sign, and they, like, you keep waving them, and then they wave you, and it's just and it's annoying. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about here. Talking about here. It, I'm, I'm talking about the deepest parts of our hearts that say me first all the time, instead of saying, you know what, it's okay for me not to get what I want right now, and I have to be okay with that. Does that make sense? Okay. In, uh, in 2016, did you all watch the Rio Olympics? Yeah we did. Okay, did y'all see what happened during one of the runs where one of the New Zealand runners fell in the middle of the race? Did y'all I see that? It was a girl named Nikki Hamlin and she was running on the inside of the track and there was somebody right behind her and she fell. Okay, and as she fell, she took out the person behind her and she fell, and she ended up hurting her ankle. And the girl that got tripped, the one that you know was just doing her thing and, and all of a sudden the person in front of her tripped and fell. Then she fell. Instead of getting frustrated Or like saying, you know, i got to get back up so I can go and win this race. She stood up and helped this other girl up. And then later on, later on, the girl that fell in the first place helped this girl that helped her up. The girl that that she tripped, she hurt her ankle. She was struggling. She fell. This other girl stopped and picked her up. They were not thinking about the race. They weren't thinking about, you know, what can I get out of this this race here? They were thinking about, you know what? Somebody's in trouble. I'm going to stop and help them. That's what the parable of the Good Samaritan is about. We're to take time and invest in other people. Okay? that's kind of a big picture of what this is about, but we can help each other. We as the church must help each other in similar ways. Okay? There are going to be times when you're struggling with something and you need somebody to talk to, and you need somebody to help you. My encouragement to you most of the time, you need somebody older than you to talk to those things. It's good to have peers, but then, then I would love to find somebody to, to take you out to lunch. Tonight. We're to help each other walk in wisdom. Paul talks a lot about walking in in Christ in this passage. We need one another. We're called to help each other walk in community together. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. We thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you that we can come together as a youth group and talk about these things. I ask that you would work in the lives of each of these students, help them to trust in you in all things, Lord. I ask that you would uh, help them to seek wisdom that comes from you and not from the world, and also to to seek ways to be obedient to what your scriptures call us to do. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thank you for tuning in. We hope this has been helpful for you. And keep an eye out for new audio upcoming from WYM.